talk about this, talk about the other. No, Johnny. Let's talk about that. Boom. How you doing? I'm okay. <laughs> How was that? Was that better? <laughs> no, it's okay. It's, it was just all right. <laughs> it was just okay. And you can expect more mediocre man uh, level of communication throughout the rest of this podcast. You can't. Listener. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be haggard. You were great, John. No, it's fine. You, you try me- Every time. This is episode 75. I've had to come up with 75 of those. I'm sorry. Well, you know, so, you could let me talk first every now and again. I don't know, man. You can't be trusted. <laughs> I worked with uh, Dusty Slay last night, who's a comedian uh, out of Nashville. He just did he just did a second Tonight Show. He's really great. But he does this thing where he'll go, hey, he'll come out first. The energy immediately goes to the floor. He'll go, hey, we're having a good time. And he'll hold his hand up. We're having a good time. He goes, a lot of people like to ask the audience, are we having a good time? But I can't risk it. <laughs> So I just make it a statement. <laughs> so he just goes, we're having a good time. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, you know, it's a, um, I, I do have a good time when we do it. But, you know, launching, you know, Johnny, they say diving, the hardest thing is, is getting off of the cliff. You know what I'm saying? Is that what they say? I don't even want to say that. But I would imagine as the time I've jumped off a cliff, the hardest part Hitting was. the water is. Well, yeah, but you have no choice. Oh, right. It's Once we're done. in the air, but the choice, the, the, the choice you have to make to actually step off of the ledge. 75 times. Right. That's what we've done. Yeah. Sometimes we've landed wrong, way oh, wrong. Oh, absolutely. I've had to edit all that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you were on the road this week. I'm on the road tomorrow. I leave for Jacksonville. Mm, Scenic. Exotic. Exotic Jacksonville. And uh, and then I'm going to Fort Walton Beach from there because a buddy of mine, Marty Simpson, who we've had on the show, yeah. Marty's getting ready for his dry bar taping. Oh, nice. So he's doing a dry bar comedy special, which is a series of clean comedy uh, specials that are, you've seen the clips all over your Facebook. They're great. And most all the clips go viral. It's really cool. So it's a big opportunity for Marty. And I'm actually in, supposed to hear back about my dry bar special too, but I don't know. We're still waiting. Yeah. But anyway, Marty's doing his on the 12th of October. So at this point, it's the thing of, I need to go do my special as many times as I can. It's like reps yeah. until I could do it. While someone punches me in the face, I need to be able to do these jokes. <laughs> and so he's taking any and all shows. Yeah. So he's doing this like dive bar in Fort Walton Beach. And he's like, are you anywhere near there? And I was like, I'm in Jacksonville. It's his like dive bar before. special. It's his dive bar special. Yeah, yeah. So, which I've been doing those for a while. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he, um, so it worked out for us to hang out. So it'll be a fun couple of days in Fort Walton Beach with Marty while he tries to get himself uh, ready for his special. So that'll be Are fun. you guys going to go to the beach together? Like we lay might, out? Yeah, we put lotion because uh, as soon as you can't reach. Marty's hairy, so. <laughs> he uh, doesn't need lotion. He's got all the hair. That's right. Cover. He is totally protected from the yeah. sun. He is a furry. He's like a Robin Williams level furry. Wow. If you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. he's furry. But no, we talked about it because we'll be in Fort Walton Beach for like a day off. So we'll probably, I said, well, let's just, because we were going to go to Atlanta and meet there and then drive down together because he's coming from Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah. But I was like, let's just go to Fort Walton a day early and just be there and have seafood and actually be somewhere nice. Oh, yeah. It'll be very nice this time of year. So that's what we're going to do. And yeah, it's hard to know. He'll want to go do a mic somewhere. He'll be like, let's go find somewhere to go up. Yeah. And I'll just be like, let's not. Yeah, let's I'm just one of those guys that doesn't, like I like going up and trying new jokes places, but sometimes it's like, just take the day off. Yeah. I'm okay with taking a day Swing off. Swing a golf club or something. Ooh, that would be good. Pro- they have some par threes there, probably. They do. Oh, that would be fun. You're right. Yeah. It's a great idea. Yeah. So Marty and I were playing top golf, and you, you know you have to aim at the targets and everything. Right. And he's kind of sporadic. 
But then he was like, let's do the one where it's just like you can hit anywhere. He didn't know that was a, po- an op- a possibility. Yeah. Because we were playing the one where you have to hit blue for five balls and then hit brown target. Right. If you've never played top golf, listeners, it's fun. It's kind of like ski ball and bowling and golf mixed into one. With a, somebody taking your drink and food order. Right. So it's right. kind of got a little, yeah, uh, bar and grill vibe to it as well. So, like a, a hint of skydiving. Just a hint. It's a little Dave and Buster's for adults kind of a thing. Yeah. But anyway, so a hint of skydiving. Would you fall <laughs> off the platform? <laughs> I was on the third level. Uh, <laughs> got this new car from the settlement. That's, so, yeah, that's awesome. Good. So anyway, I um, Marty starts like, well, you can just. So I told him there's the back wall that has these little pockets if you hit in there. That's a lot of points. He's like, oh, okay, let's do that. He starts just cranking them. You know, yeah, Marty I'm surprised was, he wasn't doing well in the others because he's an athlete. I guess it's just he doesn't swing golf club enough. Right. You know, he's got back issues. But he started just cranking these shots. And he would he would shank one or two out yeah. of ten. But he drove – I mean, he hit the back wall like eight times out of ten. Wow. I was like, all right. Remember when we went for my birthday like two years ago? Yeah. And uh, I did ab- – like literally I couldn't score a point that night. Yeah. Remember that? It was bad, John. It was bad. It was really bad. And then you and John – actually, John Kerry stands up there and – dude, Kerry could just – yeah, he's absolutely good. clobber the ball. Well, he was another college athlete though, so yeah. that's part of it. And he was baseball, so he's got that little swing motion. Do you, I have a? Do you think we should talk about our general sense of bitterness against natural athletes? I mean, you know, we, you and I work hard. Well, you, we have worked hard. We thought about working yes. hard, and we like to play sports. But there's just not a lot of natural ability. Well, yes, that would be an accurate statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so somebody like Marty was born with this freakish leg. He can kick a, you know, he just kicked, one of them. He kicked a, just one leg. It's yeah. huge. The other one's all, you know, atrophied. Uh, but no, he kicked a sixty-five yarder in high school. He wow. set the. It still holds. I think that record still holds in Spring Valley where like, he. That'd grew be up. a good golf drive for me. Yes, you know five yards. You're like, oh, we're oh, doing oh, yeah, we're, straight down the. <laughs> Remember when we were playing one time with uh, some of the older guys from church. And uh, so I go cut to my ball, and I hit a ball, and then uh, Wyma he comes up, and if, who goes to our church goes, he's looking for his ball. I go, John, I think I hit Wyma's ball, <laughs> and he's one of those guys that takes the rules of golf really seriously. You know, <laughs> he took it easy on me, but I was like, I think I hit your ball. Yeah, man, this was a good shot. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I thought, I, and meanwhile, my ball was probably in the rough or right. whatever. There's no way it was. Right. I was like, look, I'm in the fairway. I didn't know I did so good. And I just run right up to it and hit it. Did he just drop right where you were, basically? I think so. Yeah. But he's a guy who never loses a ball, too. So he probably had like three for the whole round Ryan's to play with. Needed. Right. Three gets me through one hole. It's like, yeah. <laughs> hey, going into the woods again. That's yeah, good. It's no good. Yeah. Spend a lot of time. You used to get mad at me as I go into the woods, and I'll spend a lot of time in there looking mm-hmm. for it. Like, I really want to salvage this hole. And in my mind, for some reason, like, this is the moment I'm turning it all around. even if you do find it in the woods, you can't hit from the woods. Oh, usually. I've tried, as oh, you know. I know. Yeah. I broke a club over a tree. I, I think I was playing with you guys. You was bent I playing? it right around the tree. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, I can hit this. And, of course, my follow-through just clobbered it right around. It just broke in half. So I don't have a 7-iron anymore. <laughs> I didn't replace it either. I lost my golf clubs. You lost them? I feel like maybe you have them. You said that before, and that doesn't make any sense because I'm you left-handed. Because right, you had right-handed friends in town. Hey, I got, I got my friend. We're going to no. go play golf. Can I borrow your clubs? It didn't happen. Have you even looked? Yeah. You did not. I did look. 
<laughs> and you go look and you go look with the scroll thread equipment. How about here. you've moved since then and you need to blame yourself? It just got lost. Well, you in think the I was going to just let him fall off the side of a truck? It was a two mile move. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I that's mean, how inept you are. Uh, well, that's probably true. John, I am pretty inept. I did you a favor if I did lose your golf clubs. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty. Well, the problem was is Andrew gave me those clubs oh, and they were like the nice, they're very special. What the you. black dot. What's that mean? I don't know. Black dot titleist is that what it is? It was. It's a thing. Oh man, a bug. That sounds like it's irregular. A bug just crawled my coffee. Not drinking that anymore. Oh, it's protein, bro. Hey, speaking of, that's a protein shake. Did you Did you see what I'm using now? By the way, what are you using? I'm using uh, AirPods. Oh, wait a minute. Those Except they're little... not. These are not Apple AirPods. Oh, they're the knockoffs. The sound core. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually really good. Well, they have the, the radio shack. They have the What'd rubber. No, Amazon. They have the they rubber. They stay in your ear better. Well, they'll like fully sound cancel if you want, and so like, and they're really really so you good. You can headphones. ignore your family completely. Exactly. So I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to keep them or not. You know, but they have a little charging case and stuff. So I mean, listener, I'm normally one that. How much were those compared to Apple iPod? Well, they had a twenty dollar discount immediately on Amazon. I got these for like sixty bucks. That is a, that's a marked. AirPods are like a hundred and fifty. Yeah. So uh, we decide because I normally wear the uh, LG tones, which are basically like the oxen yoke yoke. This little cradle, your, yeah. Yeah. And so, but people complain. You complain. I don't complain. Don't you not? Do you not? I don't uh, it's hard more. to keep up with. I all give up on you, John. Yeah. But everyone's like, okay, here you. I think it gets down into my collar. Oh, and when stuff. you're talking, I thought you meant complain about you having them. No, they complain that they can't hear me. On the, I don't care if they complain about me. Look, Johnny, I gave up on that a long time ago. The yeah. way I look, look, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> <laughs> just going to let it ride. But I'm saying, like, a lot of people were conscious early on of Bluetooth technology of not being the guy with the one Star Trek Bluetooth in their ear. Yeah. Even while they're eating dinner. I am that guy now. It's a white. I don't I don't usually put both ears in because again it's sound canceling. So like you're in your, you're in your own head at that point. People always try to give me in-ear monitors at shows. Like I go to a lot of these big churches now and they don't have any wedge monitors on stage. They'll be like, "We got in-ears. Do you do?" And I'm like, "You don't understand like in-ears won't work for comedy." Yeah. Because I need to feel the audience and decide, make decisions on based on what they're giving me. Right. So if you cancel them out, I'd be like, I'd be. It would be a weird, the weirdest. It'd be show great ever. for your music part. Yeah, because you don't use in ears. I don't like. Ha- I don't like when the soundboard can control what I'm doing. Because if something goes wrong, now I'm going to get blasted. In so my... I use custom molded in ears for worship every week. Yeah, but the soundboard doesn't control. So we have an app with the board. You control your own mix. Yeah, so we have six different mixes. And actually, we had this conversation in staff yesterday in our programming meeting. So I took one headphone actually off because it just dangles, you know, and I just use one side. Maybe and, if I did one, it would be okay. Well, the deal is, and, and Dane was like, dude, you really should use two because, like, if our worship uh, director is opening a song, reading a passage or something like that, yeah. sometimes she'll speak louder than she'll sing. She'll get yeah. real close to the mic. And I'm trying to stay on the click in my ear and play the intro for a long time. Right. And it begins to muddy it. You know, he's like, if you had two ears, then you could hear everything fine. But I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't feel like I'm at church then. Like, yeah, I need. I want to hear everybody sing. I want to be yeah. present. It's like you're watching it on TV, right? It's like, it's like I'm. It's like I'm literally listening to the live stream. Yeah, and that's not the way I want. You know, I, I need to. I want to enjoy this, not just enjoy. Like I, I need that need ambient present. presence. You know, mm-hmm. so not just audibly, but also spiritually. Speaking of church stuff, let's talk about this because you, our church. I didn't know this because I miss a lot of Sundays, obviously, but. Mm. We, let's, let's talk about let's that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about your eternal security. <laughs> no, uh, 
you guys have been doing this thing when you know a holiday weekend's coming up now that mm-hmm. you go to like a Thursday mm-hmm. service, especially summertime because you know a lot of people's are. We're doing it twice a year right now. We do Memorial Day and Labor Day weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, we go to Thursday. Um, and that was your idea. Just doing Actually, that. it was my brother in law's idea, who's a pastor in Cookville. And he doesn't do it because then they were in a they were in a building where they oh. they had they were renting it so they couldn't do it but um, he hasn't done it yet. So he they, gave you an untested idea, right? And I have implemented and it. And you've implemented it. It worked great. We tried it once. Labor Day, excuse me, Memorial Day was awesome. So here's the deal: it's going to be a ghost town on yeah. Memorial Day weekend and Labor Day weekend, right? Because everyone's going to go probably see Fourth of July weekend too. Yeah, well, but Fourth of July is not always on a weekend. That's true. So that's the thing. We may do it as well if if other holidays Start fall falling. on a day. Would you but, do Thursday, Christmas, John? Andrew's got really specific things about Christmas because it needs to be on that day, right? He he would be here like all twenty five days of Christmas every night. Yeah, doing community. He loves, he loves Christmas. Yeah, he loves it. And he wants tree. nothing more than to get up at like four a.m. Go deliver presents to people in need. Come in here and let's all bake something from scratch and serve it and then have communion till nine. Like that would be good Christmas for him. You know what I'm saying? You know what it reminds me of? Speaking of ideas that were good on paper and then impl- and implementing this idea has so far been good. Your Thursday service has been Well, yeah, I'll, I'll finish that and then tell me your other thing. So, yeah, it's actually been great because our, our thing is this. And we were having a conversation before. You were like, tell, tell them what you told me before, like two years well, ago. Well, like or, the old – like. The old way of thinking is like, don't give in to the consumer mentality of your people. Right. Make them feel bad for having stuff going on in their lives. It's not church. Right. Like, you need to be here or you're not, you know, it's like, so when we cater to them. We're watering it down. Or even people that go to two services because they're like, well, we have a lot of people that go to the lake. So we need to do an eight o'clock service so that we can still make sure there's an option for them. There's people that be like, that's not a reason to go to two services, you know. Right. Widen the net, in essence, of yeah. like give them a more options. Like but give like, them a wider net when they go to the lake. I got you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we got to catch these people and snare them and get their email addresses, <laughs> and then that's when it starts up. Sell it to the government, right? No, there was that and again. And I, I'm glad you said that. Number one, you know, I, I told you I was like, well, if some of those things we were just wrong about. Yeah, you're just wrong. Yeah, about. We were just wrong. But but at the end of the day, we are we are not compromising things. We were just being uncompromising about the wrong thing. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm saying the same thing as compromising your message when you're saying, like, I'm willing to meet you halfway and say, like, we get that you have family stuff out of town this weekend. So we're giving you a Thursday option now. To be quite honest, our church was probably a of the mindset in those days that Sunday was church. Yeah. And, like, right now, the people, we what we believe is the people are church. And we are literally trying to disciple our people to be church every day like this right now, is the church this is the people open, open the, door, the door there's the steeple there exactly that's and, not and yeah and so it's a <laughs> your steeple's inside um <laughs> there's a steeple inside of every one of you they're not it's a beacon of light and so the idea for us right now is i mean there's so much happening yeah. with the church every day and it's good that once a week that all of us can be together that's really the idea. So if all of you are going to be out of town, like I have a family reunion on Labor Day every year. Yeah. I'm not here on Labor Day Sunday every year. And so it's like, is that not important? Am I not? Look, I want to be with the church this week. Yeah. I want to gather with them that once a week. And I gather with my, with my other people daily and, and once a week in our small group. So at the end of the day, 
I would rather everybody be together. And so it's a, hey, we're going to have normal church this week. Right. It's Don't just going to happen on the Thursday. day of the week your hill to die on exactly. anymore. I think there should be a church supply supplies store called Steeples. <laughs> I think it would be huge. You get all your that's where you get all your communion cups. You know what's so funny is when we say something <laughs> and then I'm on one of my diatribes and I can see on your face <laughs> that something's brewing over no, there and you're brewing. going through it in your head like you kind of got a little smirk on your no, face like cuz you you're doing the you're doing the how how's this going to come out the delivery it was perfect. No, right? it was John, great. And stop. you were listening. You're multitasking. I think you're I was, with me. I was listening and I, that's hilarious. No, no. Steeples is right up there with uh it needs to be a sponsor. It needs to be a sponsor. Yeah. Well, Staples. But no, here's what I was thinking. The best idea, because I was on staff here, for those of you who don't know. Hey, any of you in the show. Mount Juliet, Nashville area, by the way. Huh? If you're, if you're in Mount Juliet, Nashville area and you want to come on Thursday night, this won't air till Monday. This won't air until Monday. Then go next, back in next time. time. Yeah, man, Memorial Day, I'll give you a heads up. Sorry, go ahead. So when I was on staff here, I just started doing comedy. I was doing comedy about a year. And we had this idea... Because at that point, Black Friday was still a big deal. We had a Best Buy right near us. So I was like, well, I was going down there, and I'm good friends with Jeffrey Holland, who was our IT guy and AV guy at the time, uh, and still does work in, with us a lot. So I was like, okay, uh, I'll go down there and camp with him. So he would go there to get like the $100 GPS or whatever the new Mac is or whatever it would be right. that year. That's the hot item. He would go to get that. He'd camp out. We'd get a tent. He'd bring his little Coleman. And I went there a couple of years in a row and froze to death with him. And I'd stay. I didn't stay all night each time because I just was like, I got a house with a wife. And right. So I'm going home. But I, but I really was fascinated by the culture of that. And so we hatched this idea one year, me and our children's pastor, Roy Stone and Jeffrey. We hatched this idea. Because you were talking about pastor. We, what, could we go give... And I gave him a hard time, by the way. He's great. He just, he just, he loves it. He loves Christmas so much. That's the kind of thing we think, oh, let's do something out of the box. You know, we were a newer church at the time. So we're always like, how do we make ourselves known in the community more of like, we're the out of the box church. Right. So we decided we would do this Black Friday outreach. Now we have a truck at the time that it's a box truck that the side of it folds down on a winch and it's like a stage now. Right. And you can set up musical equipment in there. And we, we've, we've our band did shows in that truck right. before we'd ever bought that truck. Yeah. We used to play on it. Right. And then our church bought it from the, come from the organization that used to own yeah, it. Yeah. So yeah. it's, this is GMC box truck and it's nice. You know, it's whatever. It's a cool thing. I thought, it wasn't well, nice, but yes, I was like, it was we'll a- roll that truck up. We'll park it there overnight. And then when midnight comes, everybody's camped out. What a captive audience. Yeah. We'll go give out donuts and, and apple, hot hot apple cider and, and yeah. everything. Yeah. To all the people who are waiting. Because there were different places around the city that had Black Friday lines. So we did that too. But our main goal was we were going to do this Black Friday outreach. We're going to give away stuff. And we had uh, David Altizer who did magic. was like, you can do magic. Yeah. And uh, I'll do some comedy. Because, <laughs> hey, they're all sitting there anyway. You know, how, what, what better... And again, when you start doing comedy, you kind of think that there's a weird naivete slash boldness. You're still scared, but you're also like, look, let's, let's try this. <laughs> and so we, the big day comes and we have, you know, a hundred dozen donuts and we have whatever, just cauldrons of cider and hot chocolate. <laughs> cauldrons. And that was your first. And we're. the witch's brew. And we're rolling around town. <laughs> giving donuts to people who don't know why we're giving them a donut 
and are weird. Some of them were weirdly suspicious of it. They're like, what? And did you inject uh, something into this? Uh, but it was only weird. love. <laughs> There's only it's love. A love That's filled the filling. Donut. It is. Yes. But so we get to the time. It's going to be time. We've got a. I mean, we have like a big, we've had like a big screen TV in there that's got like a big logo on it that's hanging from a stand. We let the side of the stage down, you know, and here it is. We get on this speaker and everybody kind of looks up half in a daze because it's (laughs) one in the morning and they are not happy. Well, they're probably trying to sleep. They are. They're not. They're like, what? We're trapped because we're in line. We can't leave. It's everything you said. They're a captive audience, but. Yeah. It's like we may as well have turned fire hoses on them. It was not a good experience. I didn't go first. I kind of went, hey, guys, I want to welcome. And then I handed over to Dave. Dave was like, I'll go first. So he did a couple of card tricks. And <laughs> again, the they're 100 yards. Excuse me, sir. You over there. No, you. No, no, you. What? It no. was awful. Because you're not getting any feedback because everybody's huddled and freezing. It's, you know, it's right. November 26th. It's, you know, it's one degree or whatever it was. And I'm just like dreading, dreading. It's getting ready to be my turn. And I've probably got at that point 20 minutes of material. And I'm going to go try. And you don't really understand how rooms necessarily work. Well, and we're not in a room. You, and it's, right. It's you're bad. outside a distant audience, bad lighting, middle of the night. And they don't want to be there. They don't want to be there. They and, they def- to come. and they don't want me to be there. No. And I get ready to get on the mic. Dave kind of muffles through his. And he did fine. You know, Dave's a confident kid. Sure. But he knew it wasn't going well. He's just kind of laughing. I'm laughing in the corner like, this is bad. <laughs> Jeffrey's like, this is real bad. <laughs> right as I get ready to go up, a police officer comes over and goes, you can't be here. You can't be doing this. You don't have a permit. Shut that generator off. And we did. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you're about to go somewhere, and that's when he stopped the show. He saved. And you've never been more relieved. He, oh, I was so relieved. Oh my god! I was like, "Well, guys, I was getting ready to go up here and do these jokes." Oh, I was so excited that I did not have wow. to go up there and bomb. Wow! Because I got to say I would have done it. Yeah. Like, man, I was getting ready to. Wasn't that like the inspiration for your cease and desist tour? It wasn't. <laughs> it was the you ain't from around here tour. You don't belong here, boy. Captive audience tour. Yeah, man. And I've done prisons. And no one thought about prisons. And the prison people were way more receptive. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was a way captive more. audience. Yeah. These were not. No, this was capitalism captive. It was the best. But I'm telling you, when we talked about it on paper, we had cups made. We had paper cups Thousands of them made for this oh, event that with still, our logo some and of our them, website on them. One will uh, resurface every once in a while. Yeah, like you we'll, see find them? A, we'll find a sleeve around here <laughs> of them every once in a while and use them for an event. Yeah, Along I, with a deflated volleyball from the MJ5K <laughs> right. race. Most of it's all gone now. That's but, good. But you will. But yeah, that was one of those ideas where I, I like that our church had out-of-the-box ideas, but yeah. that was the one. It needed more committees. <laughs> Like churches normally don't need more committees. That one needed like an extra meeting or two. We needed somebody to put a bunch of bureaucracy into that. Well, I'm usually the guy that does that. I'm usually your bureaucracy guy. But you, but are are you a no? Do you say no a lot? Um, I I don't like. I want a culture of yes, but I am one that thinks so. Okay, again, not to analyze everybody, um, but it's necessary to understand how it works. So. So uh, don't roll your eyes, listener. I'm an Enneagram Six, which oh, means no. which means I, I have a committee inside of my head. 
Yeah. So I'm constantly thinking about what could go wrong. Yeah. That's, I have that. re- that's the way that I think. I do that. Because okay. I believe that you are a seven with a strong six wing, which is why you and, I, and I'm a six with a strong seven wing. So you tend to see everything as good in general. As, well, put it this way you reframe things as fun. Like you'll, yeah. you'll find the positive in it. Like, oh, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, it was yeah. A good. Like, you don't look at that and go, I quit comedy because of it. Right, right. You reframed it into, oh, that was an experience that yeah. was interesting, and I can tell jokes about it later. Like, yeah. you know, so Andrew's the same way. He's a seven. Immediately something goes wrong, reframes it as great. John mm-hmm. Kerry, our good friend, seven. Immediately something goes wrong, reframes it as positive. So, yeah. But I am like, I'm thinking about, I'm forecasting. Yeah. And so... And I can get way too far into that, almost like fearfully forecasting, you know, and find yeah. all that could go wrong. So if we're in a, in a meeting and somebody has like this really great out of the box idea, I'm I'm all, I want I want those. Right. I just want you to tell me all the answers to the f- possible forecasted problems. Yeah, so, and um, I'm saying, yeah, and when you when you're like that, you're accused a lot of being contrarian, just right. for that for its own sake. And it's like, no, but there are questions to be answered. Yeah, if you can't answer yeah. them, then then I'm protecting you. We probably yeah. shouldn't do this, you know. And so we do, and everybody's, I think, in in the in a little healthier mindset. I'm less likely to, to shoot things down, and they're more likely to want to talk out the right details. Because yeah. there was a time we were very much um, fire-ready aim, you know, like, yeah, that's a great idea, and we'll yeah. just go. And so, you know, oh, man, we forgot who's going to take care of the kids. Oh, we yeah. forgot we don't have enough food, oh, you know. And so, um, and Julie on our staff, she's she's also a six, so we both do that. You know, we tend to look at, at what We'll make it better, but I don't want to be a dream killer, or I don't want to throw wet it's blankets too late. and all it's those too late, things. John. You know, I just wanted to. I want to know that. Show me the list and how we answer all these questions. To, oh my gosh! You know, you don't. I think no, it's fine. But I do. Well, you, I you, wish I was less. I feel like I am. I do have some a little bit of contrarian in me because that's part of how you write jokes, right? Honestly, and so it's made me more of that. Like, if the popular if the popular opinion or the popular viewpoint is this. Well, the funny thing to do is to take and champion the other way. Yeah. And so I've gotten used to doing that. Of yeah. like, oh, everybody thinks this, but you're not thinking of this. And right. now it's like crept into my everyday philosophy. Right. And so that's that's not fun to be married to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, when you take a sledgehammer to uh that's yeah. like what you do, you take a sledgehammer to the foundations. Yeah, it's yes. deconstruction. Like comedy is a lot of deconstruction yeah. of, you know, from something as simple as like, why do we shake hands? You know, right. instead of just accepting a social convention like handshaking or whatever. Yeah. You know, it can be fun to do, but then after a while you're like, just shake hands. Stop it. <laughs> what are you doing? You're being a weirdo. <laughs> it's true. I am a weirdo. But I definitely deconstruct what in my head of like, this is how this will go wrong. Uh, I was doing that show last night and it was a really weird show. It was a show I got added to last minute by Dusty who just did the Opry for the third time. So he's got all these country music friends now. And so it was a country music singer-songwriters doing songs in the round with a couple of comics on the show as well, and Dusty. So he was like, hey, you do music in your show. Would you want to be a part of this? And I was like, sure. He goes, well, what would you do? And I was like, I do pieces of songs, and it's kind of a fun little thing I do. He goes, cool. But the whole day I was like, some of the stuff I do is kind of like making fun of country music. And I don't want it to come off this way. Right. So I was foreseeing, like, I'm going to bomb. This is going to, and I probably should have said no to this. And so I'm already in my head about it. And then we started off, the crowd was kind of flat. 
they kind of didn't know what was going on. They yeah. were low energy. And then I was like, okay, this will be bad. But it was actually really good. And then when the singer-songwriters guys came out, there were guys on stage last night. I wish I could remember their names because I sound like a jerk. But there was a, the guy who wrote Red Solo Cup. Yeah. Did a song. He did that, but he did another song that was a really funny song. Uh, and then, uh, but all of them had, had songs that they had written for like, this one guy had 10 number ones. Jeez. Uh, a couple of them for Toby Keith and other artists. And he was, you know, and he's a big guy. He goes, yeah, he goes, what did he say? He was so funny. He said, I started out trying to be as a, an artist myself. And he goes, after a while, you're like, you know what? I'd rather just get a cut by these other artists so I can have carbs. He's a big guy, you know? <laughs> He's like, why? He goes, you already, he goes, right, for my next, he goes, for my first trick, I made this stool disappear for my next <laughs> trick, you know? And, uh, but he was so funny. He had a really good singing voice too. Yeah. And, um, but he did three or four songs that I recognize and I'm not a country music guy, Yeah. but then he did parodies of them. Of his own of songs. Of his own songs. Wow. So he goes, cause the artist, cause he had one song he wrote for Toby Keith and it was called Hottie, I think. Yeah. And it was about all you know all these perspectives. And they're like, "What about the big girls? You're making big girls feel bad." And he's like, "All right." So he goes. He did another version called Fatty, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> and it was amazing. And he's a big guy, so it was just it, right. it landed. But it was just funny to think about that. That he he foresaw. Well, this is where you could go if you were writing a parody of this, and it was his own song. That's crazy. So, I wonder how many people have written parodies of their own songs. That's, that's, I'm telling you, there are three, all three of those guys up there did versions of, of their own songs. That's that like were, Inception. You know yeah, what I'm saying? it like, is. I've never... Wow. Yeah. And you'd have to like be successful. It takes a, a little pretension probably to think, you yeah. know what, this is a parody. Yeah. Well, the one guy, the Red Solo Cup song, which he admits is a silly song that never should have got made. He yeah. goes, I was as floored as anybody that it got cut. And he said... Um, we wrote it, I wrote it with some buddies, and then we went down and did it in one take at a studio on Berry Hill, and then literally, is it Toby Keith that did it? He I just, don't remember. I think so. He goes, Toby Keith came in and just sang over our track, which never, ever happens in Nashville. And he was, as he was doing it, he would stop every few lines and go, yeah, when we wrote that one, we were like, that's just a placeholder. He goes, that's what you call a placeholder in the music industry, where you go, ba 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 and you put something there, and then you come back to it, and he goes, and we just never did. And he goes, I'm still floored that that line's in the song because it's a dumb line. I was like, that's so funny to me. Well, a dumb song can have dumb lines. Yeah, like I guess. If, if you set the standard low. It's like, they were know. so nice, though, and, and it's just weird because th basically, even that, from what that guy said, he was basically saying, look, I got to have the mansion and I get to eat what I want. <laughs> you know, when you're a songwriter that gets people to cut your songs, that's kind of the dream, right? Oh, you don't man. have to be in the public eye and put up with all the nonsense. It's a little bit like being a collaborator. It really is awesome. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't have any of the pressure of this book release, but hey, I get to enjoy all the, you know. Yeah. I mean, that it's not a bad, it's not a bad deal. Yeah. Um, hey, they seem they seem plenty pleased with themselves. Well, that's a bigger, much bigger market, obviously. Than yeah. Most of the, the country music market, man. If you if you do get cuts. Yeah, the one guy who was running the show with Dusty is a husband and wife duo called thompson square i didn't know them but evidently they have a ton of hits okay and uh he was so funny but he did a song he was reading it from his phone that he had written that day like they write songs every day yeah the funniest line though the night when the three guys were in the round and they know each other and they were just busting chops just like comedians would do and some of them were funnier than others the big guy was the funniest guy by far he was like larry the cable guy with country music hits basically wow. he could actually play a guitar and so he had all this banter that was so funny, but they're waiting while the other one sets up their song they're getting ready to do and then plays it. 
And so when it gets back around to him the second time, the big guy, he goes, I wrote this song while I was waiting for him to finish setting up his song. <laughs> I was like, that's the perfect oh, burn. That's great. But evidently, that's, that's just the thing, man. You, you get together, you get in a room with these guys, you're like, let's write three songs today or let's write a hit song today. Mm-hmm. The idea of that blows my mind. That's what they do. I mean, because jokes feel still feel like a little bit magic to me. Yeah. Like when I come up with a joke, I'm like, it feels like I just pulled it out of the air. And I'm still amazed by it. Yeah. Especially when it works. Because you always have that period where you go, oh, this will land. And then you still don't quite know, but you're, you hope. Yeah. And then when it does land, you're like, I am a wizard. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. I feel like observing your creative process, you, yeah. you are certainly not one who cranks out all the reps trying to make sure one out of a hundred is going to be worth it. Yeah. Like you're more the guy who waits for inspiration. Yeah. And I don't like staring at a blank screen on my computer all day. is just not the way I do it. And some people can do it that way. And maybe if I did half and half, if I did some inspiration and some like, I'm going to sit three hours aside to write today. Well, I'm like not, you used to rent an office just to get out of your house yeah. and go, you yeah. don't have an office anymore, do you? No. Yeah. And you would, you know, I don't know how many jokes did you write in that office that worked? Uh, it was weird. It was yeah. hard. What it helped me do, honestly, was I had like little cards and I would thumbtack them up because I was getting ready for my DVD taping at the time. Yeah. It was like six months away. So that's when I started renting the office. And I couldn't do that in my house where I could just write on the walls or put thumbtacks everywhere. And I had the whole wall was covered and I could move the little cards around. Yeah. Or add things. This is not done. I would have columns like this is just an idea right now. This is just a premise. And then I would move it over when I thought, okay, I've worked on this three or four times. It's becoming something. And then when it was ready for the DVD, I would put it in the third column. And so I waited until everything was in the third column, and then we shot the DVD. And then I felt like I didn't really need the office anymore because I was yeah. I was going there, and I was killing time, or it, it didn't feel like it was a productive thing. Yeah. And I felt like I could do the same. And I, we bought a different house, and I was like, well, I could just make one of these rooms in my house into a thing. But there is something about, like, even... I do write at home yeah. some, but I just going out to Starbucks or sitting at a different, at a coffee shop or whatever. Yeah. Like I even have things I take with me to set up little lap desk and, you know, stuff where I'm Bluetooth. So you're that this. nightmare at Panera. Well, I mean, I have to, cause I have this, I write so much, my shoulder will start cramping if I'm doing up here on my keyboard. So I, mean, I just, I just do. So you brought your MyPillow with you, your... <laughs> <laughs> These booths need lumbar support. There is one. There is one coffee shop I go to, and there is a uh, massage place right right next door. Yeah, and I had this bad. Like I wrote, I think it was the boy were dead. I'd been writing so long. I went over there next door, and this dude. It was just like a shoulder massage, and this this little guy, man, like. I don't know. It hurt so bad. I had this knot. Yeah. And, and I couldn't really see what he was doing, obviously, but I envisioned. He was Mr. Miyagi. He was, yeah, he like was this, rubbing his hands together. I, I don't know, man. I envisioned him like just literally somehow levitating with nothing but his elbow holding up the weight of his body oh, into my knot on my. It was, it, was, it was great in some ways, but it hurt really bad. I don't like that. It's like, hey, that's not a little less. You know, I've, never like, had, I've never had a massage. Oh, they're great. But yeah. Laura loves like the deep tissue, like cause bruises. The harder, yeah. Yeah, not me. I'm like, no, straight up Swedish massage. Like, give me the, yeah, just. What's know. the difference? So Swedish is less. Yeah, that's just like what you a normal. Your, your wife's rubbing your shoulders, kind of massage. You're making your hands do this. I'm picturing you. Going, <laughs> plurgen, 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 plurgen. <laughs> it's like a. <laughs> Bring me some Swedish fish while I'm getting this massage. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, 
That's a joke I wrote one day uh, that made Evan laugh, who was my assistant at the time. I just wrote it in like Sonic Drive Through to make him laugh, and I have a video of making him laugh doing it. It's one of my favorite videos because he has a big laugh. Yeah, and it was uh, what is it? Uh, what is it? Hang on a second. It was uh, where does the Swedish chef believe you go when you die? Where purgatory? <laughs> so that's a stupid. Movement. <laughs> Swedish chef's Catholic, uh, if you didn't know. <laughs> oh, that's great. He's Swedish, but he's Catholic. Oh, that's awesome. Anyway, uh, I don't know where we are for that. But anyway, so that was a cool that was a cool thing to be a part of. But yeah, you're right. I like the idea of like I need to go have a writing cabin. Yeah. Like everybody has that dream. John Acuff talked a little bit about that. The dream of the writer's cabin that yeah. you can spend three months in here. He goes, It's such a myth. Like, just write with what you have. The idea that I'll get to a place in life one day when I'll have this thing, and then I'll create a lot of things. You have to learn to create with what you're given. I agree. I th- you know, I've dreamed about it for years. And, yeah. Um, the I mean, you might be the guy who, if you had a cabin, you'd turn out eight books a year. I don't know that. but Well, I know this year, apparently, if, if, if things continue, I will have written more than ever in my life. So, like, I was, uh, had a breakfast with somebody this morning. It was really crazy to think about that between 2011 and 2018 or nine, I guess up to this year, I had eight published books that I wrote. Yeah. Okay, um, it's too many. Well, I mean, that's that's you know, averaging about one. John, year. you're saturating the market. It's true. You it's know true. when they talk about how like Samuel Jackson was in every movie, right? At some point, now it's Kevin Hart. Yeah. You're that. I'm that in the collaborator. You're that in LifeWay Again, bookstores. See previous conversation about nobody cares who the collaborator is. That's, That's what's true. so great. No I could put out books at the same time. I have. Same time. No one cares. I mean, I'm just the collaborator, you know. I'm just the hired gun, Johnny. The collaborator sounds like a Samuel Jackson the movie. Collaborator. Yeah, very, the collaborator. He's the collaborator. I look like, who's the guy who's the equalizer? Who's uh, the guy? Denzel? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not that. Oh, you're talking about the old show, the equalizer? The little <laughs> old white guy? <laughs> Wasn't he British? Yeah. No, I'm thinking about, gosh, who's the guy, the action hero who's the villain on <laughs> Fast and the Furious in the later movies? Jason Statham? Thank you, yes. I could be like that because I've got bald and I look just oh, like Oh, yeah, him. you look just <laughs> like Jason Statham. That's <laughs> a great, it's a great analog for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Somebody's got self-awareness. <laughs> no, no. It Are wasn't, you positive you want to be an artist? I just I literally meant the haircut we share and the collaborator was a cool name for a movie. <laughs> anyway. No, I, I understand. I don't have uh, MMA skills or any of those, or no. any any skills really. No. Um, but so this year, right now, I've written two already, mm-hmm. and I'm in a third right now, and I have a fourth before Christmas that I need to get done. So I will have written four this year, and I only wrote eight, you know, in terms of published before yeah. that. So for me, like it is coming down to this, um, like I just have to write. In spare time, I just do. So I'll go to the office, you know, when my office day is done, uh, then, you know, if I have 30 minutes in car line, if I need to sit there in traffic, pull my computer out like I need to do it. And and it's really, it really, ACUF's right about that. It is doable in that respect. Although I do sense, I always want to make sure, I feel like I, opportunities that come, I always ask God to not send them or to send them as, as he sees fit, you know. Yeah. Um, cause I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good father. I want to be, I don't, I don't want to spend all my time chasing something. Um, it just seems like they go faster right now there. And I'm working with some great people who are giving me good stuff on research. Part of that is technology's increased. 
I can tra- get things transcribed faster now, mm-hmm. um, much, much faster and easier. I've better, just better tools that are always emerging. Um, but I mean, in, to that respect, I think about, you know, what I think about is not that it's not the writing cabin anymore. What I think about, and this may really happen is the writing cruise because I do get a lot done. I've written almost a whole book on a cruise ship one time, um, I try not to do it right now if I go somewhere on a trip because I want to be present with my family. But I want to set a trip aside for that reason. You want to go by yourself on a cruise? No, no, no. I want my family to go because I, you can't – I'm sorry. You can't write 12 hours straight. Like you you could, but it wouldn't be good. Diminishing returns right. and whatnot. So you need to – like I need to run. I need to eat. Which is the name of my movie, by the way. Diminishing, Diminishing returns. returns. That's yeah. good, yeah. Uh, played by? Um, Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah. But the idea would be like, hey, I'm going to take my wife and daughter, and y'all know that I have to work. But yeah. will we not rather me be working on a cruise ship? You know, so let's get a cheap cruise. We'll find one of those it last sounds minute. Sounds like you're deals. already defending. You're it's like, okay. guys, if you're going to not have me raise you, <laughs> would you rather be well, doing no. that on a Disney cruise? Well, we get up, we, you, I'm going to ignore you. Where do you want to be ignored at? <laughs> <laughs> but like, hey, if we get up, we can have breakfast together at the Windjammer. You know, and then John. we can go. I can sit by the pool next to my wife with a computer. I've done it's it before. Fine. We can write, and then I can go take a run. We can eat lunch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can go to, like, it, again, food's about everything. But I just, it's just a. I just hope Sadie's keeping good notes, too, for her therapist. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we, we've already set aside a whole account, you know, for, to pay, help pay for it. But at least therapy. we made it the windjammer. <laughs> Listen, man, my kid. Oh, she's great. She's I don't fine. Know. You're she's a good right. dad. You're a good, good father. It's, like I, it's who I am. It's like I told the church Sunday, look, man, all of our, all people are broken. Sadie, I'm not going to fix her by yeah. being the best dad in the world. I'm just trying to it's good that you've let yourself point her to the one who can like help it. heal her brokenness and do my best not to add to it there and you, to let her know she's goal. loved. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But I, John Driver is not going to be a good enough dad for Sadie not to need an, a therapist. We could all go talk to a therapist, and it'd be great. That's true. I think I need to do so, that. It feels go. good. Let's I think make I'm, an appointment. I'm a fan of counseling. I'm just not a fan of counseling in isolation. I think you need to go with people who can also help you through your stuff so that once you've paid the counselor and you go back to your real life alone, that somebody's going with you who's not getting paid. Okay. I, just, I, think that that's, I just think it's good to walk so out with others. I shouldn't pay my friends. Right. If you're paying them. your friends, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I've been doing this way. I, mean, I haven't been getting. Who you are you paying? Because I feel like I should your... be on the list if this is going to happen. This is your payment. I do this podcast with you. You're welcome, friend. I appreciate that. Hey, do you ever use Uber Eats? I've used it a couple times. I used it yesterday for the first time. It, it's it, a great way to go, like, hey, here's a $15 meal. What about $30? Dude, it wasn't that much. What did you get, though? I got Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay. The wings themselves cost $13, which is pretty expensive. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, and then I paid 19 total. Yeah, but so, is it like a new coupon or something? No. Okay. No, I just... like the first delivery is like five bucks usually. Okay, maybe that's what it was. I don't know. I opened the apps. First time I ever used it. And okay, I was like, that might huh. be that. It's a coupon And it's something. not a far delivery. It's just over that's here. That's true. Sometimes it's about distance. Yeah, so... I did it at a hotel, and I was getting uh, PJ's Brewhouse. They have those great pizzas. Yeah, yeah. And I got a pizza delivered to my room because I'd been traveling all day. It's like, I'm not going back out. And they brought it, and I swear, I think it was... 35 bucks wow. and I was just like this was a lot wow but I didn't have to go out it's true but I feel like a heel for eating $35 and I ate the whole pizza probably too was, well that's how you that's how you that's got how you, it. you got them back well I can't right. waste this I'll now. show you <laughs> <laughs> getting myself heart disease yeah. then you'll then you'll know 
Yeah, uh, everything's delivery now. Everything's because I'm thinking about like everything's convenience and yeah. apps and I don't know. Is that we're di- it feels like we're getting more disconnected though. Like people that you know because we don't want to go around people or we don't want to wait. Like even with Chick Fil A, they have the app yeah. where you can have your order ready. Yeah, you pull into the little line. Yeah, I don't know if it's about avoiding people. I, I do think that the population is obviously growing worldwide and in Nashville, obviously. So you just want your chicken sandwich and you want it now. So there's there's more congestion to get there. We uh, talked about the chicken wars last week, but it's cranked up. And I didn't know I didn't have all the information when we talked okay. about it. I had no information. So, so the information good. is Popeyes introduced a new chicken sandwich. Okay. They've never had a chicken sandwich. I think what they had before was like a chicken biscuit. I mean, if they're a chicken company. Is it really that revolutionary that you took one of your products and put, it, put it between on, a put it on, on a bun? bun. Yeah. Right. Well, it's a patty though. Instead of like, let's put two of our chicken fingers on it, like what we said Zaxby's does. Yeah. This is a true chicken sandwich, and it's fried. I mean, it's a battered. They dunk it in their Louisiana spicy batter, I guess. So it was a new thing. And so evidently they're running out like it's a huge deal. And so that's the idea is Chick-fil-A was like, we're still the best, you know. Did they a, come out and say that or is this well, not? Well, I think, I think Popeye started it. Isn't this a populist they, movement? They threw the first punch. Was it really though or did it not start by by dumb people like us who are going to talk about it? Well, we need something to Social media and podcasting. Like, you need to eat neither probably. Right. The people who are arguing most about it probably need to eat neither fried well, chicken Chicken's sandwiches. such a healthy meat and we find a way. We really, oh, really do. So let's let's throw a bunch of bri- bread on it and let's drop it down in oil and fry it. Oh my gosh, though, John. Yeah. It's so good. It is good. But yeah, so that was how it all started. So now it's like... You know. Did you go to the fair, by the way? I didn't go. You didn't go to the Wilson County Fair? I missed it. I was out of town. You know, it's like one and of the best. And it was so hot. It's oh, one of the best fairs in the nation, right? As far as like, oh, if you yeah. rank, they rank state fairs. Yeah. Is it the safest, though, John? Are well, there, you know, there are was there a, parts missing left over after they put the rides together? Well, you know, there was an incident where there was a fight that broke out. It was kind of a big thing. Yeah. I mean, People was, thought that there was a gun And then shot, somebody yelled wasn't. gun or something. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that it, I, I don't, if you're listening and you're from Wilson County, I'm sorry. From what I heard, it I think it was blown a little out of proportion and everything right. was fine. People start running and but I mean if you hear a gun and was a anybody crowded hurt? area, you're gonna run. I don't I don't know. I yeah. think that I made a few arrests and that was yeah. I think it was some some dudes fighting. But uh, no, we went uh twice actually because we had a friend who was in one of the pageants. They still do pageants there. Um, oh, okay. You know, and, like a beauty pageant? I don't know if they call it that, but it's a yes. It's a beauty they're, pageant. They're they're in a dress and they know ugly kids in it. So I, I don't know. <laughs> But they also do all the like if you go to the Expo like, I Center. Don't see, I don't see beauty. <laughs> I don't see. Well, as a father of eleven year old, I'm just like, uh, right. The pageant's yeah, weird. And anyway. I was very happy for the family that, yeah. that was up there. And it's great, you know. I just also don't want to see a girl disappointed over what, like, you know, yeah. what do we? So anyway, it's fine. Don't get me started on beauty pageants. I'm not against them. I'm not telling oh, you if you did gosh. them. I'm just. Why do you love toddlers I'm, and I'm tiaras? Just, I'm just telling you so much. I would like my daughter to know she's beautiful, regardless of what the judges score. No say. matter what they say, right. words can't bring her down. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, so, they, was there a talent competition, or was it just like you walk out in a dress? They, and, they walk out, yeah, and they tell you, you know, where from, what they do, all those okay. things. So. But they have the questions of like, what no. would you do in no. the Middle East? No, no, they did not have any of those that I heard. But I guess an eleven-year-old, that'd be a lot. But I went over they have the, they have the big art display. Yeah, they have vegetables. Like there, it's it truly was it a is, vegetable pageant. It was, Would you say? They brought the vegetables out. In outfits. And they're like, oh, this vegetable <laughs> enjoys water, <laughs> sunshine. Uh, but it was really cool seeing, like, because Sadie loves to go through where the chickens are and the pigs are. Like, 
everybody's truly displaying their livestock, their yeah. best vegetable, their Isn't there best a drawing. Isn't there a birthing area? There was, yeah, there really was. They had a, a, a little lamb born. It's very 4-H club. So they come but. over the intercom like, hey, don't be sure to visit our birthing center where some, you know, Mary <laughs> just gave birth to whatever. You want to go see the new baby lamb, you know, kind of thing. And it is like this, I mean, there's literally, I think, look. The attendance is like three hundred thousand people. Yeah, it's amazing. Like it's it's huge. There's pig races and there's yeah, it's a lot of fun. And and we of course are still eating keto. Okay, let me say this: my so wife went to the pig keto. races and then had bacon on a stick with. I didn't have bacon on a stick this time, but we did have one fried oatmeal cream pie. Oh wow! First that's, day that's that was out. great. We You're kind of split keto. it between three of us. You know, that, not, that knocked me out of keto when you <laughs> ate that. <laughs> well, then the next day, because we'd had it once, and it does. That's the bad part if you start. Yeah. Is now it's like, yeah. oh man. Yeah, you're like, well, now that I'm out, they had the let's have a weekend bender. They had Tennessee's only certified micro brewer, my, not brewer, sorry, micro creamery. Okay. In a food truck. Not that there's anything wrong with a micro Not brewery. Anything John. wrong with it. I just said the wrong word because I'd never heard micro creamery until I saw it on the side of the truck. What is a micro creamery? That means they make their own ice cream. It's like a tiny like person right in there. there. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> they enjoying them out there? Yeah, and they shut the lid on the guy. He's down in there. <laughs> I'm freezing in this hole. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was a it was a really good ice cream. And then they put it between these two homemade cookies. I got this ice cream sandwich, <sighs> which is like a chocolate cherry between chocolate. That probably put about two pounds on me right there no so it was, but i it cost so much money i had to eat it all it's right. just kind of like the pizza you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying you gotta do so it. so i did you i did the right thing <laughs> did, but that's that's a normal like fair food is always like on the cutting edge of experimental like what can we get fat people to eat like fried butter oh yeah the first time i ever heard about the first time i ever heard about the donut cheeseburger was at a fair they had donut cheeseburgers and here. then this the first time I ever they had fried kool-aid what how how? I don't even know what, what to do with that. What is fried Kool-Aid? No, that's ridiculous. That just man. sounds like you're taking advantage of fat people now. Right. And you're just you're just little, make it, putting words together. You're just throwing stuff out there. There used to be a comedian, uh, Bert Kreischer, he would talk about that, about how like Applebee's is just making menu items for fat people now. They're just like, hey, we took chicken and put cake in it. Are you in? Am I in? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's so, we, we really do enjoy it. She's been yeah. going since, we've taken her since she was like three and so, like, Sadie, Sadie, when she was young, used to be like, well, Sadie, what's your favorite holidays? She was like, Christmas, right. Thanksgiving, and Wilson County Wilson Fair. County Fair. It's yeah. A, yeah it's it was thing. right there with her, you know. And so, But, I mean, the, this year it was – the thing I heard about that Curry told me about, because she went with Tabby, she said they have a dill dog. Have you seen this? Yes. It's a pickle with a hot dog. We always got ho- one. They hollow out the pickle, yep. put a hot dog in it, and they, they fry batter it. it. They, batter they batter it and fry yeah. that. That's why we didn't get it was battered. So we kind of avoided. You could have eaten a regular. You can make your own at home now. Get the big pickles. This is like a lot. When you need get a, a drill get a, for that, a drill bit. <laughs> You're making your own. That's a weird thing. You need a router. It's to amazing make food. what you're willing to spend when you're there. It's like yeah. you go by the ATM and you get out a hundred dollars because you know. Yep. That you're about, and it's the only time you ever go. To, I go to the ATM once a year before I go to the fair because they don't take not, any. They some don't take. do, but you may. You never know. Right. You don't want to get there and not be able to get your funnel cake. Uh, right. Oh, Sadie did get a, uh, it was a um, a funnel cake, but I can't remember the flavor. It was a special um, shoot. The red cake. Oh, a red velvet cake? Yeah, a red velvet, red velvet. You had red cake. and cake, and you couldn't <laughs> think of velvet. It's a red cake. That's all I know. <laughs> it's real smooth and silky tasting. <laughs> Like suede. It's like a suede feeling. 
I write books for a living. <laughs> come up with words. It's hard sometimes. It is hard. <laughs> but I did have some of that, too. Yeah, I, I, listen, here's the deal. I'm just going to say this. I eat keto, and then someone's going to argue this. I eat keto probably 97% of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm probably not losing any more weight, you know. Well, and, you're, and you're feel, at your goal weight. You're at your ideal weight. Yeah, but so I still I still think this is the best way to live. I don't have as many sugar drops and all those things where yeah. I'm, you know. But I also, if I see something, I may have a bite of it or have, yeah. I mean, you know. And so technically, though, I've been told, and then you're not keto. Like well, if you ever cares? do that. And what I'm like, that okay, well, then I'm low carb. Like, what do you want to call it? You're at, I, bet, I guarantee you all your labs are good. Except you have high cholesterol, don't you? That's it. I've, everything else looked great. High and there's, nobody's ever died from high No. Wait. <laughs> Listen, but here's the I had high cholesterol before this because I have a familial thing going on. And yeah. so at the, end, the, the bottom line is this. Keto works for me. I don't work for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not in oh, slavery to it. You know you what I'm saying? Preach. Like, it works for me. This is the best TED Talk. Is this great? I have ever heard. This is so good. Keep my keto TED Talk. Keto works for me. <laughs> it does. It's the point. I'm not. I mean, it's not yeah. my boss. Right. I tell it what to do. And right now, it's I'll, your body. You can do what you want. I wanted that. You wanted some oatmeal that, cream pies. I wanted that sandwich with that. And then maybe another one. And maybe. I, see, that's the difference. In the old days, I would have had all that times five. Yeah. You know, that's what it kept going. No thoughts. Well, yeah, it's just a fair. So, I mean, I would have gone out there and I would have bought five fried things throughout the night and it kept going. You that's know? what I would have. I would have a hard time. I would do keto for a week and then I would go crazy and I would have five little Debbies in a row. Right. Not because, not the cakes. Like, like yeah. You literally. Yeah. Yeah. Poor, poor <laughs> Debbie. <laughs> she gone. Uh, she was dating this uh, micro creamer across the way. And uh, so it was terrible for both of them. He's stuck in there. You can I never understood why they put someone. Okay, so here's the deal. If you know Star Wars culture, okay. And I do. Like, and you go to like these places where they sign the Comic Cons and things. Right. You get to meet the guy that played Darth Vader who passed. You get to meet Chewbacca. He passed this year. Peter Mayhew. It's a big deal. He's signing. He's Chewbacca. He's in the costume. Yeah. Then one time I saw some Comic Con because I knew a guy who was a Star Wars nut. He's like, I go, who signed this? He goes, R2-D2. I go, there's a dude in that can? Why? Like, he doesn't have lines. In the can, in, maybe he's steering. Maybe it's like a it's, remote control. You're telling me in the late 70s, there's not a remote control technology. You had to put a little person in there to swelter. I didn't know there was someone in there. There's been somebody in there. Every time. I don't know if in the new ones, like there's not somebody in BB-8 probably. No, I'd say not. <laughs> Rotate like, like a hamster a in a wheel. Gerbil. Yeah, a ferret's in there. And they're like, yeah, it's Bob. He's, we love him. He's good. Uh, <laughs> you hold him real still. He'll or it's like the mascots where it's like Ugga eighteen because they've you know right. all the Uggas have died. Yeah. How many Smokies are we into now with UT? Somebody was know. asking me the other day. Doesn't Smokey many... live longer than Ugga? Yeah, the, that breed is better because yeah. the bulldogs have terrible like breathing issues yeah. and genetic things. Yeah. But anyway, uh, and it's just you're living in Georgia, so it's no good. Right. Uh, I'm sorry, Georgia. Sorry, people. guys. But uh, what was I saying? Oh, so there's a yeah, there's a little guy in in R2D2, and all the sounds are bleep bloop bleep. So it's all generated post and sound stage. Riding along. There's no reason for him to be in there. We're I'm gonna, coming at you, Lucas. I'm gonna, talking to we're you. We have to research this. I want to know about this. Why did he need to be in there? I want to know what he's doing in there. Because there's servos. There's even back then there was remote, especially now. Well, yeah. If there's was, somebody still in R2-D2, I got problems. 
Abrams, get, get ahead of this. It's 2019. Yeah. Stop putting people in trash cans. We're coming here on this podcast to talk about the important issues. Right. And I think you just hit on one. Although maybe it's like that's the dream. Like, I got to be R2-D2 and he loves it, but... Maybe he's just a volunteer. He was like, look, I know you don't need someone in there. They're like trying to find anybody that could fit in there. He said, can I just ride along and sweat and then have this? Can you imagine how awful it was in there? Wow. I I think I read something that he smoked, too. He would smoke in there. Wow. Can you imagine? R2-D2 smoked. That's the the amplification of the cancer concern would be a lot. If you're in, so. you're in a can smoking. Right. You're literally in the ashtray. You're Prince Albert in a can. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> no, but that's a weird thing. So Star Wars people, I need we need answers on that. I'm sure Star Wars nerds are going to like hit us hard. Right. One of them who listens a lot is Josh Lehu, Mary Beth uh, and Josh Lehu, who listen a lot. Josh would probably know the Josh answer. Probably well, knows he this. had to be in the can because... But to me, it's like, no, he didn't because you built a movie... You built the Millennium Falcon. Don't tell me you can't remote control a trash can <laughs> that you're going to bleep bloop after in post sound. There's not there's not need to be a person in there. You are surprisingly worked up over this. I'm really upset. This is like this is really pushing your buttons. I think George Lucas is an abuser, and it's time he got called out. You think you mean like? Because and I'm not just saying that because of Episode One, which we know gosh. was garbage. What a horrible, horrible episode! <laughs> the Phantom Menace needs to be wiped from the annals. It does. I'm not so sure if one, two, and three shouldn't be wiped. The three has three some redeemable was, qualities. It, yeah, that was the, the final got, Darth story, and yeah, yeah. And Samuel L. Jackson should have never been in that movie, in my opinion. Yeah, it, I always love the, the the conversation of like why they gave him the purple lightsaber. <laughs> like I would just love to see him be like. Oh, I get the purple lightsaber? That's what you're going to give me? I'm the black Jedi? You're going to give me a purple lightsaber? Wanna, like, just the idea of him being upset about it. He just plays the same laugh. character in every movie, after, and it just bugs me after a while. It's always the guy just yeah. screaming, mother effer. He doesn't do that in Jedi, though. Almost, or in, that's uh, the point. In, like, it's the one movie ever where he's not playing... He got to be a more reserved... Yeah, but I just I just feel like his... Again, you could have picked... I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think here, you know... Put Denzel in there. You know what I'm no, saying? No, come on, Denzel. Give it a little depth of character. He's too cool. Samuel L. Jackson is a one tone character to me. He's like always playing that that one that one all the time. He's yelling at you. I mean, I wanted somebody with depth, bro. And maybe you could have brought it out. So I don't know. We appreciate you though uh, yes. going to deep places with us today. We spent a lot of time in some shallows today. We put Johnny. you in a can and yeah. made you roll <laughs> around and say bloop bloop. Yeah. But, but we will never do it again, and we're sorry. <laughs> But it does mean a lot to us when you share, uh, when you let everybody else hear about what's going on, if you enjoy it. Uh, and if you don't enjoy it, share it out of offense. Yeah. And let them make their own decision. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Share it with enemies as revenge on right. them. Right. Like, I can't believe you're going to hate this. You should listen so we can hate it together. Yeah. And then listen every week. Hey, you've listened for 75 episodes. So you're in it now. You might as well. It's kind of like when you started watching 90210. Yeah. And it started getting really bad, but you're like, but I need to find out what's going to happen with Brenda and Kelly and exactly. the gang. What if Johnny and I are going to end our friendship in about another five episodes? Yeah. It's very possible. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What, what if we're going to have some huge fight, but we're going to record it just so you can hear it? You don't know what's going to happen. So you, you, better keep, you better keep listening and subscribing and uh, let your friends know about it. But we do appreciate you. Follow Johnny and keep helping him build his Instagram following. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter if you want. It's John underscore Driver. I don't know who a John Driver is on, on Twitter, but don't don't, don't he, follow him because I cannot be held responsible for what he might say or post. No. So. Or for what you might say. Yeah, exactly. Frankly. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. We'll talk about that.
Hello, my name is Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we're the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, check us out, Life After Addiction Podcast, and you can subscribe at lifeaudio.com.